Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of MAFS. Season 17, Episode 2. Hello, Aid. How are you? I'm all right. How are you, Tane? <laughs> I'm good. I was going to ask, how does it feel to function with the rest of us on land since you're in the air half the time and you're just flying everywhere? How are you functioning? Uh, I'm mildly ill <laughs> because that's what happens when you fly seven flights in one month. Three cities, one international. I was like, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get sick. I'm just glad that I got sick the last day. Literally the last day of traveling. I was like, oh, I have a cold now. This is great. Um, But yeah, I'm back for a little while. I'm happy for (laughs) you. Not very long at all. (laughs) I'm happy for you. There's so much going on in the world. Like, so much. But I do want to say, like, Matthew Perry passed away um, two days ago. And... I understand that people always like, oh, you don't know them personally. You don't know anything. I didn't even expect it to hit me as much as it did. But, Aid, I was so sad. Like, I cried. I was just really sad watching all the videos. Like, I just, and I think it's not necessarily, like, Friends means a lot to me. Like, it just also ties with when, it's a show I associate with when I moved to this country and that I was like, must. it was for real must-see TV for me. But it's just also like, you know, his memoir was so sad and it's just how lonely and how painful everything was and the fact that he died alone. And it's just, why is there so much pain in the world? And it just, I don't know, it just really hit me. And I'm sure it didn't help that I also just read Britney's book and that was so sad too. And I I need to put myself in happy things (laughs) because I went through it this weekend, just feeling all the feels other people but yeah may his soul rest in peace may his soul rest in peace i was like i've been really into dateline lately and i discovered i think along with a lot of people who did not know that matthew perry was um keith morrison's stepson for like i think at this point 40 years plus (laughs) and like he has four half siblings who keith morrison is their dad but yeah (laughs) i was just like that's really sad (laughs) <laughs> the only reason I know that is I'm telling you People Magazine comes in handy I'm so so glad that People Magazine is also one of the remaining um, publications that's still on paper because I've been a subscriber to Entertainment Weekly for I can't remember for how long and they stopped and went only digital but I enjoy People Magazine and mostly because of its crossword puzzle <laughs> and they had an article when he had this book and he was in the press run and I was like huh who knew but yeah Anywho, um, what do you have to update the people on this week? Um, we have After Party on Patreon. We just want to keep on reminding you that After Party's back. Therefore, we're back on covering it on Patreon. 
Um, as for Patreon, um, you can listen to ad-free episodes of our regular episode um, on Patreon at the Put a Ring on It level. And if you want bonus episodes, you got to go to the Going to the Chapel level. Uh, so yeah, if you guys are interested in ad-free and or bonus episodes, check out our Patreon. Also this week, we will have just a brief little recap of what's been going on with Sister Wives. Because as an addict, you know, I can't let go of my addiction. Like, I have traveled so much, but I actually watch Sister Wives basically on schedule the whole time. Um, <laughs> and so the, irony, we- the irony is like, that is a show where nothing much is happening. <laughs> really? <laughs> Carousel. I would have cheated each time. I'm like, this is really a terrible show that we keep on watching. <laughs> um, so, thanks to my travels, we have been releasing the episodes late. But this week, we will release episode two of season 17, and we'll be back on the regular schedule for um, the next couple of episodes, and we'll just keep you posted as we go forward. But you know, we cover the show. No matter what, we cover the show. Yeah, you're gonna get an episode. Okay, so how are we feeling about this episode? I'm just feeling good about the season in general. And then I'm like, what what basis do you have to feel good about the season? <laughs> You're only two episodes in, but that's how I feel. I will give you a basis. You are in the here and now, and the here and now is good. And we are going to stay in it and we are going to enjoy it until it goes bad. No matter what they say. <laughs> Got it. So, yeah, I feel exactly the same way. I'm still enjoying it. I cannot believe in two episodes we just have one wedding left. So by the next episode, we get receptions and we get a honeymoon. Like, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Ready to get into them knowing each other and hating each other or loving each other. Whichever one will take it. But, yeah, I liked it. Okay. All right. So we start with Emily and Brennan, who just got married, coming down the aisle Though I swear we saw that last week. So they go outside and they are having their interview. And the first thing that strikes me is who in production was like, let's do Denver in January. Girl. (laughs) Like snow (laughs) is pretty, but I felt so, you know me at the cold. Like I like the cold up until a point. um, But this is the point that they're at is not my point. There's snow on the ground. You got to sit outside and talk to your spouse in the freezing cold. They they did a beautiful setup, but I was like, dang, these people must be cold. She was in open toe shoes. I'm like, what are we doing here? It could not be me. I hate the cold. <laughs> and you had multiple couples who had to do this, but Emily and Brennan are up first. So this is their first conversation after they've buried a stranger. This man is quick to be like, so you never been in a relationship? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, huh, yeah, you, you, you caught that, huh, huh. Um, and he asked her if if he's her type. And she says, looks like, looks wise, yes, but we'll see if personalities match. So everything about Emily's demeanor is a little off to me. It's like, <laughs> it's almost antagonistic. Really? That's what I got out of it. It wasn't very warm. <laughs> I honestly, what I have down is that they were a cute couple. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you listen to After Party, y'all know how I feel about Emily. But <laughs> I thought they were getting along well, actually. It wasn't that they weren't getting along. It's just that it seemed more like it wasn't cute. <laughs> mm, 
Okay. So she's like, does your family like to party? Which I'm like, uh, this is not a great first question. <laughs> I, I'm like, if it was me, maybe I'd say something like, are you close to your family? But what are your priorities in life? <laughs> and, her, and hers is, are we about to have a good time? Um, and he says that he's 100% Russian and his dad drinks vodka for hydration. I was like, oh, Lord. Um, and he's like, I like to have a good time, but, you know, I, I, I'm not like that. And then she tells him that she's the partier in the family. I was like, is this a point of uh, difference or same? I can't tell. <laughs> I can't tell either. Well, there's a there's a, there's a point of similarity somewhere that they can meet. <laughs> I was still looking for Well, actually, they found it. So he says in an interview that he likes that she's bubbly and confident. And then she asks him if he has a dog or a pet. And he's like, no pets. And she's like, and then he, he, you know, he says we could get one together. I was like, oh, that's cute. And then he asked what kind of dog she liked, and she wants a sheepadoodle. And he's like, wow, that's so weird. I love sheepadoodles. So maybe that's why um, the experts match them. And I'm still not sure if I said sheepadoodle right because I've never heard of this dog breed before in my life. <laughs> what are the odds that Denver is the uh, city where it's not pet heavy and maths is known to be? Pet dog heavy. I I don't know. I I think you know. You're right. Who who? We'll find out. It'll be a thing. But I'm curious to see who has pets. Maybe this was right after they just dealt with Alexis and Justin and those pets, and they were like, "Hell no." Um, I think only one person. They showed us kind of like a thing, and I was like, "Oh, it doesn't look like we have a lot of dogs this time." So, but yeah, like you said, we'll see. So next up, Becca and Austin are going to find their clothes for their wedding. Becca says she has a dream dress. She says she's in the industry. I forgot, but I later was reminded that she is a wedding photographer. She knows that she has been to 260 weddings, which I was like, how do you know this? <laughs> um, Maybe she keeps count, like accounting, wedding one, wedding two. You know, like kind of like when you read a book on Goodreads and you can just put one, two, three, and you have that on there. I just assume she has something like that. Probably. I will say that I never keep up with my Goodreads. I, I established an account many years ago. Haven't updated it since. Oh, uh, okay. That's my uh, book reading journal on my end. So. She says that her fashion sense is crazy with a side of class and she doesn't always go by social norms. My hair is pink, so we get that. Um. She says she doesn't need a tight dress because she's still recovering from her appendectomy. I was like, you're so brave to go wedding dress shopping while you're recovering from stomach surgery. Um, uh, we hear- Mine was like, her surgery is like recent, recent? I don't I know mean- what the right thing is to do. I mean, I hope we find out more detail. I was kind of disappointed. Like, I don't think we got that on After Party, but I would like to know the timeline of when in the process she knew she was going to need surgery. Oh my God. Someone's going to get at us for not watching the matchmaking special or the kickoff. I was almost tempted to watch it just to keep up because I'm like, we're going to ask a question and someone's going to be like, it was on there. So you would know, but I would like to know when the timeline was for that. If that made, if that affected the experts at all in choosing her like what if she was still in recovery like all those questions i had because i'm like for you not to be able to wear a dress that is pretty damn recent a tight dress sorry very true 
I, I really wanted to find the time to watch the matchmaking special. I just, I didn't have it. <laughs> like Tate, maybe I'll get to it. But we do flash to Austin saying that he wants to be a little out there too. And I was like, okay, this is a sign that you're a good match. But then he says that he's going to play it a little bit more reserved, which I was like, I understand that. But don't hide your like light under a bushel, Austin. Yeah, I mean, you show up with a scepter and a crown. Just all <laughs> <laughs> Let's ease on in on in into that. <laughs> Midway through of him trying on tuxes, Kyla, his female roommate, and John come in. Um, he's wearing a very nice shade of green. I loved it. Um, but he says he feels like a leprechaun, so I guess that one was out. <laughs> Becca, I actually can't remember. This always happens. I remember the one they didn't pick because I liked it, and then I don't remember the one that they did pick because I didn't like it. Becca, I actually do remember her dress. <laughs> she had she picked a dress. I kept on looking at it. I was watching it with somebody else, and I was like, I don't like this dress, but I guess I like it for her. Mm, I didn't it was like very that. flowy, very flowy sleeves, very low cut. Um, it looked great on her. I didn't like it though. Yeah, every time I saw her in it, I was swaying. I just felt like I was back in the peace and love, man. Like everyone just <laughs> chilling. And I started seeing like the dawn of the Aquarius. I just, <laughs> I think I was like, did she really choose that? I mean, I love it. If she loves it, she likes it. I love it. But like you, I just, yeah. You know, as long as she was comfortable, because honestly, you just want to feel great and feel special. So, yeah, um, I think I would have loved that dress if she would have chopped off the sleeves. But I, I mean, every let me tell you, I confess, guys, that pink hair is bugging the shit out of me. Really? I, oh my god! I just, I I have no logical reason or anything. I get it; it shows personality and all that. Whatever. It's just bugging me. I have no rational reason. It's just bugging me. I I, I, I like it. I like it because it distinguishes her. Yay, her. Becca. (laughs) So next up is Claire, who tells us about her need to be with someone, but still independent. And there's lots of workout pictures. Sometimes when someone's telling a story, I'm like, what do the pictures have to do with the story? Mm-hmm. But something about independence and working out and working on yourself, but not looking for a man. I think that's where we we're going there. Um, Cameron is getting, you know, trying, huh. Cameron is looking for his clothes with his family friend is there. Um, this is the part where Cameron says he's from New Zealand, which someone did put in our comments. We would have known where this man was from if we had watched the matchmaking special, to which we can only say, fair enough, but we're still not watching. I'm throwing, <laughs> you, I'm throwing you under the bus with this one, Abe. <laughs> yes, because I said very strongly and proudly, he's from <laughs> Australia. It's like, he said he was from Australia. I was like, I was trying to remember, because the thought did come to my mind. I was like, I want to say he's from Australia, but then he might be from New Zealand. So I'm waiting for him to say it. I rewound it. I didn't hear it. And Aid is like, no, he said he was from Australia. I was like, okay, if he said it, then he is. So. I, I dreamed it up in my mind that I heard this Ben say he was from Australia, <laughs> but I was very, 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 very wrong. <laughs> so apologies, Cameron. You are from New Zealand. So 
I once had a friend who lives in England said that she got into big trouble when she confused a Canadian for an American. They were very, very offended. And I'm sure this happened to New Zealanders all the time. Or Kiwis all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Americans are like like, very popular internationally. We're seen as obnoxious. (laughs) No one wants to be confused with us. Uh, Cameron tells us that he moved with a suitcase and 5k to the United States and I was just thinking so what kind of visa did you come on because I love that stuff (laughs) I was like did we come on a tourist visa and then an employment visa like how did you move to America just curious I'm assuming he's a US citizen at this point because I feel like married at first sight wouldn't allow it otherwise but what do I know Aid, someone's going to tell us now that his mom is American and she moved and found him so (laughs) I birthed so I just feel like at some point I'm going to have to watch this so that we don't get in trouble. <laughs> and maybe I will too, but definitely never before the start of a season. Cause that's a nice tradition we have. Cameron picks a nice Navy suit. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of colors. Uh-huh. Claire picks a nice dress too. Her mom and her sisters and her friend is there. So supportive. There's crying. Um, Claire does some crying about being comfortable in her skin finally. I feel like there's a story there that's probably the matchmaking special. Because <laughs> I was like, this is a lot of crying. Um, <laughs> y'all know how I feel about the crying. Alright guys, we will be right back. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in AltoCall on the podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's AltoCall on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the recess mocktail sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much, so recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make recess mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Mother's Day is almost here. 
and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. So, we come back, and last week we watched Lauren and Orion pick their clothes, and it's time for their wedding. So they go in, and they do the getting ready thing. Um... I thought it was interesting that, like, she's getting ready by having her makeup done, which probably took hours, and he's playing pool. Because <laughs> that's the way it goes. So he talks about can what I, he wants in the mayor. Sorry, go ahead. Can I just say, like, yes, she was getting her makeup done, but I just keep staring at the fact that she's wearing a fitted shirt. How is she going to get that over her face in the makeup? I didn't give that one thought, but that is, yes, you're supposed to wear like a button up so you can just take that thing off. Yeah. So that was all like I was focused on. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they, He discusses his argument style with his friends. She talks about how they're going to have to pick up on each other's cues and talk because they won't know. Anyway, they're ready to get married. Her bridesmaid's dresses this is the second wedding we've seen where the bridesmaid's dresses are sage green. Dresses are nice enough. Um, but I was like, why is everybody wearing like this shade of green? Mm. I will uh, say, though, I liked her dress. Remember how I was, you know, kind of hard on her dress last time, like I preferred the other one? I liked it a little bit more this episode, maybe because she was all made up, her hair was all done, and all that stuff. I don't know, but I liked it more. I was a big fan of the natural hair. Which we find out in After Party that she did herself, which made it even more impressive. I just love that look. Um, So they exchange gifts. We saw a lot of gifts. Some seasons of Maths, we don't really see gifts. But this episode, we saw a lot of gifts. (laughs) Her gift to him is a flask and a letter. She talked about how she bottled the rum 20 years ago. And then he gives her a turquoise necklace part of his culture he says it allows us to be seen by our ancestors then we see him doing his hair and he talks about how his hair represents rain and that in his culture when your hair is in a bun um, it represents a clear mind and clear emotions and that's why you wear it for your wedding because you're going in like clear um so we see a whole process of them like wrapping the bun in fabric i loved it mm-hmm. really appreciated the lesson me too. So he wears earrings and he tells us that his earrings are also part of his culture and he hopes his potential wife will get it. Um, Lauren looks at his gift and says that it feels like he's spiritual and she's spiritual. And in the note, he talks about spirit guides and ancestors and she just likes him even more for all of this. And she feels ready to get married now. Yay, Lauren and Orion. Orion meets up with his mom, Tawny. She's a sweetheart. Um, Well wishes, love. It's all very nice. (laughs) Um, She meets up with her brother, her father, and her sister-in-law. And her sister-in-law has something old and a keychain with a picture of her mom. Um, And she says her mom's picture is Party Pam, and that's the the mom that she needs right now. And she gets sad about her mom being there. 
Um, but she knows that her mom would be telling her not to mess up her makeup. So she doesn't. Um, so there's, I, I'm really drawing this out, which usually I'm just like, let's get to it. So finally we get to it. Um, Orion says hi to her sister-in-law. Um, when he comes in, the colors that they used for the decor, I quite enjoyed. It was fall colors. Don't know why there were fall colors in January, but I liked them. <laughs> um, so finally we have a wedding. Lauren comes down. I'm looking at faces. I wasn't sure if she was happy, but her face is also not very like expressive that way. So I was like, oh my gosh, I think I hope things are okay. Yeah. What did you think? <laughs> I was most curious about their reactions. Like I was just like, eh. But after seeing their stories separately, by the time she was walking down the aisle, I was rooting for them so bad. I'm like, please, please, please just like each other. I know last week I said, you know, Orion is not my spec, but I want him to be Lauren Speck and for them to be, you know, really just like each other. But I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if they were being polite or if they didn't. But when she walked down the aisle, I could tell that Orion thought she was pretty. But I wasn't worried about Orion. I was worried about what Lauren is going to think about Orion. I just want her to find him attractive. So I, I don't know if I've said this before on the pod, but I remember doing Woody and Amani. I did not think Amani was going to find Woody attractive. And I was very surprised when she did, but I was also like, oh my God, yay, thank God. So that's the same feeling that I had um, for them was like, I just want Lauren to find him attractive. So, Me too. And their ceremony was really good. So first off, Orion, I like this man. First thing he says to her is, you look phenomenal. That is the correct thing to do. Like when you think you're in one super superlative, go higher. Go as much as you can go to compliment your wife that you just met to give her assurance. If he had said beautiful, that would have been more than a passing grade, but phenomenal. That's right, Orion. Go right, like, go right, right. <laughs> does does Orion know what phenomenal means to black women? <laughs> But I'm probably giving him too much credit. Anyway, that was good. I think you are. (laughs) And then she tells him that she likes his earrings, which he said he was worried about. And I was like, this is where we're off to a really good start. (laughs) Um, They go through like the family descriptions and they have a lot in common. Um, Orion agrees and he says that the experts hit it. Once again, this is going very well. And Lauren seems excited too. She's like, I can help you with your buns and he can help me with my shelves. And I was like, okay, this is going very well. I mean, also, that's how you write a getting to know by family and friends. Nobody's asking to be a sex vixen or whatever it was for Nate that he's good in the sheets. No one wants all of that. Pick your family and friends up, say all of the good things and give them a good first impression. People underestimate what the family and friends will do to these couples. Look at Alyssa. Alyssa <laughs> DOA. <laughs> so future couples or family and friends, this is how you write a get to know. You are correct. I don't know what these family and friends are doing sometimes, but Orion and Lauren, they come from good stock. I was trying to figure out if Orion was taller than Lauren. And he, I don't, I think they're probably the exact same height, but her hair is higher. So it, she looked taller, but they're they're about the same height. I don't know if she was wearing heels, but I think if she was, then he's a smidge taller. Because if she was wearing heels, then like you said, the heels and the hair, she was just a smidge taller. But if she takes that off, then 
either they're the same height or yeah, he's taller. So at the end of the ceremony, he asks, can I kiss you? And they kiss for quite some time. And Lauren seems surprised and happy at that kiss. She did. Um, I thought it was a little awkward, but they put their foot and everything, the pedal to the gas on that one. And if they're happy, I'm happy. That's all. I was cheesing. That's all I require. Like, you know, as long as they're happy and we can keep this going. So far, so good. As they were walking out, I was like, this is a very attractive looking couple together. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> just me. Just me. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, Lauren looked really pretty. I just thought they looked something about the angle of the camera, the lighting, everything. When they were walking down the aisle to leave the wedding, I just thought, wow, that's an attractive couple. Okay, next up, we get a title card that says, Welcome to the Wedding of Michael and Question Mark. By the way, I'm calling her Jane Doe. That's how I have her in all my notes. Is Jane Doe. Is she a dead body? Like, I don't care. Calling her Doe. <laughs> I am so annoyed that. We are not getting anything. And if you're not giving me anything, well, you're dead to me. So Jane Doe. Okay. <laughs> um, we watch Michael go through a whole pre-wedding thing. He talks to his friends about how his parents had a great marriage because they had loyalty. Um, he asks his friend to go in and smile at her people and tell them not to be worried about the neck tattoo. He talks about how he presents himself. Um, one friend asks, do you want her to be as extra in her style as you are? And he's like, I gravitate to more classic looking. And his friends are like, oh, so you can be the special one. He talks about how he's been too quick to drop out. The thing about watching this whole segment is we watch this with everybody, right? But we know where this is going. And it's like, this is even worse to watch this man say all these things about his future intentions. And we know his ass is not going to get married today. It's like a is what's the music for Jaws? It's like da 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 We know what's gonna happen. We're just like Michael, stop! It's not gonna end well. I'm sorry. Um, can I, as an aside, say that I think while he was talking about his parents' marriage and they showed pictures of them, was when I realized that it seems like Michael is half Asian, and. I think I read it somewhere and then I was looking at his friends and I was like, yeah, that's right. He's half Asian. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm just like, okay, so this season, I thought this season was completely devoid of diversity, but I mean, now that I settled into it, we have a native American, we have a half Asian, we have a black person. Again, not that we should be counting, but it's not as non-diverse as I thought it was. originally. There you go. So, um, she for gifts, she sends over a sword and a crown. This man is very happy about the sword. Um, well, we, hear we, the... we got confirmation because last week we weren't sure. We said we heard it, but we weren't sure. Like, you know, the internet or whatever said that she gave it to him. So now we know for sure that she did. <laughs> and this is getting more bizarre. Very bizarre. Because when did so... you decide? What you went out and bought a damn sword, and you still anyway. <laughs> and you wrote a letter. That's I don't know. 
So when we go into the wedding venue, everything is just crazy because the camera is not showing her side at all. We hear them cheer when he walks in. I think they cheered with along with his side. Um, we see the back of her. We see her like introduced. And then we hear her say, sorry, I can't do this. And we see the back of her as she leaves. Um, <laughs> I, I said, was her voice dubbed as well? And I knew I wasn't crazy because then I saw someone tweet, it's giving reenaction. Because I'm like, did this come out of her mouth? Are they like disguising her voice as well? It didn't, sound like he, it didn't sound like he came out of her. So I don't know. I also found it interesting that when she walked down the aisle, and, you know, everybody has different about this, but there was no one with her. I just thought, huh, okay, you really made it to where we really will not be seeing her with anybody who's identifiable. <laughs> not a friend, not acquaintance, nobody. And her side of the family must have been there because if they weren't there, Michael would have found that weird that they weren't there. So... I just, so did they not know she was going to back out too? Like, it's very strange. This whole thing is very bizarre. I also thought it was bizarre that when she left, once again, none of her family seemed to be in the shot as following her or anything like that. This ain't love uh, kind. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but anyway, so that was the end of the wedding that wasn't. <laughs> I mean, Michael handled it well. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'm that big of a person. I'm not that mature. Like, I'll just be like, I would have been like, are you kidding me? After everything they've said about filling out the forms, like, you couldn't tell me or you couldn't decide before that you gave me a gift. That's too much of a roller coaster of emotions to put another person through. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, what are you going to do? If anything, points in Michael's favor. Very, it's very emotionally mature to just be like, it is what it is. I can talk shit about her later when there's no cameras around. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but oh, what a burden! Because it's like, is it my face? Was it me, Jesus? <laughs> um. So with that, we move on to Becca and Austin. Um, Becca's getting ready. She talks with a friend about her health stuff. She uses the phrase. Something about feeling like he has the short end of the stick. So clearly this is something that her health is just something that she's concerned about and concerned about this, whoever he is, his reaction to it. Um, so he, Austin has picked one of his groomsmen to actually be a flower man. And he pulls out, I think it was a fanny pack with rose petals. And the flower man gets a pink distinguished tie. Um, his gift to her is... Well, her gift to him is a reusable gift camera with like film. It's kind of old school. Um, He thinks it's pretty cool. And he sends her over perfume and she's in shock because it's the perfume that she uses every day. I kind of thought that, I mean, yes, it was cute and yay, but it was kind of like a cheat code because it was an array of scents. It wasn't just one. And I guess one of the ones where was the one that she uses every day but that makes for a better sound bite very true but what are the chances that if you go and pick six cents one of them is the one that she literally uses every single day true that true that true that um oh my thoughts on austin though is 
after a while, he has handshakes for with him and his best friend. Well, his groomsmen. One of them is like the handshake that um, Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince had on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And I'm just like, and after many jokes and the flower man and all that stuff, I'm like, is Austin fun loving or is he a man child or immature? I don't know. Yes. Fair question. We're going to find out. I'm going to give him a chance. I hope he's just a fun person, not a goofball permanently. But uh, we'll see. And then he made a, he said something that I said, hope doesn't, is in the foreshadowing where one of his groomsmen asked him something and he said, well, I mean, I'm going to try to be 100% committed. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> what does that mean? Yep, yep, yep. That, that is concerning. That is concerning. Um, and my final thing on Becca and Austin that I really, really liked was I really liked her friendships. They just seem like it's transcended friendship. It's like a sisterhood. They've been with each other um, through a lot of things. And the love just really came through. And I just thought it was really nice to see. And now we will see more of Becca and her friendships in After Party. And it's very touching. Yeah. And I enjoy that in After Party, too. Yeah. So um, Becca comes in, walking down the aisle, super excited. And I'm like, all right, Becca. And Austin is tearing up. I did not expect that. <laughs> did not. I didn't even think he was until she started asking for tissue. And she started, like, momming him, like, being a mom on him. Where's the tissue? Like, he's like, I'm fine. I'm like, I'm like Becca, relax. But, um... <sighs> They do their friends and family get to know, and what are the odds that both of their friends and family mention that they're always late? I'm like, okay, experts. <laughs> so they start doing their vows, and they're getting along so well that in her vows, she mentions that her Nintendo six. She mentions her Nintendo sixty four, and he was like, "Oh my god, that's funny. I have one as well." And then she's like. Who are your characters? She's like, Yoshi, Bowser. He's like, we use the same characters. I'm like, okay, good job. And then the dad, if you remember, Austin's parents are the naysayers. And his dad is like, looks like it's a good match. I'm like, okay. So they're done. They do the vows. Becca has requested the Jewish tradition of breaking the glass. And I was glad to see, because she tells everyone, like, you know, when they break the glass, everybody scream muzzle top. And the camera specifically focuses on his mom screaming, and she seems into it now. She's like, muzzle top. And I don't Whoa. know, it's little, but it made me happy. I'm like, come on, people. Just let's put everybody on the best foot forward to give them the best chance. <laughs> if they're going to screw it up, let it be of their own accord. <laughs> um, they have a great kiss. Another one, and like we mentioned last week. No one's doing that. I don't want to kiss you. Kiss me on the cheek. Ask me that everyone is going in. I feel like Claire is going to break that streak, but we shall see. But <laughs> <laughs> that girl is so uptight. But anyways, I digress. Um, We are back to Michael. I don't know why Kinetic is so hell-bent on embarrassing this man. Like, <laughs> I, I like. I was thinking it's more like beating his pain to death on TV. Yes, like why are we reliving this trauma? Like why are you even making it two episodes? They started the show with him. It's been a journey. He says that he's humbled, embarrassed, and sad that he couldn't even move her enough to even give it a shot. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's not funny, but it kind of is. Oh, man. I was like, oh, that sucks. And he tells his groomsmen that he would have hoped that even if she had doubts, that seeing him would have helped quell that. And then Michael cries and his friends console him and say they'll be upset for him that he handled like a gentleman. I'm like, let me tell you, one of the greatest gifts you could ever get on this earth is friends that are like family that just are there for you through the good and the bad. But I really appreciated his friends um, being there with him. Um, Michael says, is like I said, Michael is handling this so well, it almost reads scripted. But seeing Michael, spoiler alert, he's on After Party. He is a, not a showman, but you know how Eris's cousin kept saying that Jasmine always had like the... Pageant answers? Yeah, that is Michael. Michael always has the right things to say that it's like, okay, buddy, is this for real? But yeah, he's saying, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. I just, the same thing I have to say about Jasmine, though. We learned Jasmine's not fake. Some people just speak this way. But, okay, in Jasmine's case, I didn't even think she was giving pageant answers. In Michael's case, how can something... Okay, again, let me not project my my, grow, my growth lesson onto him. But how can this happen and you're not even mad? At some, like, you're not even like, what? Like, no, I'm mad. Like, why does this happen? He's all giving me lessons of the day you can't say it's so risky and when the risk happens you're like how did it happen i need to you know learn from this like this i'm like "Mm -mm. i need you to be rational right now and be mad he's so controlled so maybe i'm just you know i'm not there in life (laughs) so (laughs) so it's shocking to me (laughs) i mean i will admit that emotional maturity can sometimes be shocking Nothing is set up for him to succeed in this emotional maturity, but he did it anyway. Um, He did say that he might need to make peace with the possibility that marriage might not be in the cards for him. I mean, he says otherwise on After Party, but, uh, you know, who's checking? This man was left at the altar. (laughs) (laughs) You can say whatever you like. (laughs) Okay, I guess. Um, we're back with Lauren and Orion. They sit and they chat and he says that she is putting him at ease. Lauren tells us that her husband is tall and cute. Um, they discuss the age and she's like, I have never dated anyone younger than me. They do the Zodiac and Orion is like, oh, I actually know this. I'm a sag sun, sag moon, Libra rising means nothing to me. I don't know. But Lauren is so excited because she's the same. And she's like the fact that he knew. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Keep this coming. I was just like, but I thought, look, I don't know nothing. But I thought that you're not supposed to marry someone who has the same signs as you. Uh, I don't know. What <laughs> this thing <laughs> Uh, All right, guys, we'll be right back to continue the conversation between Lauren and Orion. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we're back. 
So Lauren tells us that he checks a lot of the boxes and this is where she tells him that she did her own hair for the wedding and he's like, that is so impressive. And, oh, maybe that's what I said. Sorry. And then he um, explains his culture and the hair. And, you know, in the previous episode, he had said how important it is that the person appreciates his culture. And Lauren is doing exactly that. Her body language is giving interested and that, you know, she appreciates it. And I'm like, yes, this is going very well. And I love I love her saying that as I good as I look on the outside, I am even better on the inside. And I'm like, yes, girl come through with that confidence and let him know. And he says, you are everything that I envisioned. <laughs> Maps is the worst show in the world. Cause it, it, you just have your heart going pitter patter. Like eight weeks time. These people will be killing each other. Um, <laughs> Again, we are absolutely the Lulu, but we are going to roll with it. <laughs> Because we are all in for these two. That yes. first conversation was so pleasant. I mean, it's funny because I didn't think it was very romantic, but it was very pleasant and nice. Yes, it's pleasant and nice because, again, the note that I made was like, never forget to give reassurances. You are marrying someone you did not know. They're feeling so self-conscious. They don't know if they're your type, if you would want this, if you like it. Are you being polite or do you genuinely like me? So as many times as possible... Don't never forget to give reassurances. So, and Orion so far is doing that without going over the top. So I liked it. Um, back to Becca and Austin. Um, we see that Becca doesn't drink. At first I thought it was because of her recent surgery, medication or whatever, but she also doesn't drink an after party. So again, I am sure this was on the matchmaking special. <laughs> She doesn't drink. Please don't come for us. We will find out why. <laughs> I will tell you people right now that there's not one single thing that happens on the matchmaking special that will not be revealed to us at some point during the season. Am I wrong or am I right? I, I, I want to back you up, so I'll just back you up what I believe it is. <laughs> and she tells us that, you know, she likes who she got and they kiss. He is talking and Becca starts wiping lipstick off his face. Listen, I'm all in for Becca and Austin, but I just need Becca to tone down on the mom, the soccer mom thing. Like, that's the vibes that I'm getting. Like, I get it. Like, be there for him and be nurturing, but he's not a kid. So, I don't know. Am I tripping? I think it's hard for the nurturers to stop nurturing. And I also, but I'm also thinking, like, very deeply about this. I'm like, is this nurturing and taking care of to, is it some sort of effort to overcompensate for what you feel mm. your like deficiencies are? Yeah. But I might be thinking too hard about it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, my only um, fear for this couple is when she reveals her health, her medical um, struggles because the only other thing um, that I saw online because I mean she did say that she has endometriosis and that can sometimes affect fertility so I don't know where he stands on kids I don't know if you know that's the thing which is what we were talking about the last episode is how do you find out that someone's okay like can you handle that like are you financially ready for if you have to do fertility treatments like it just seems like a lot that you have to unveil that I'm curious to see how 
they unwrap this. But we'll find out. Yeah. Um, he quickly tells her about Kyla. He's like, you're not going to catch me slipping. This is not a Michael and Jasmina situation. I have a roommate. <laughs> that is a woman. And she's quick like, no, I'm fine with it. I'm okay with it. Like, yo, I don't have any problem, blah, blah, blah. So they're optimistic that this is going to work out and they're having a good chat. Um, Michael, again, Walks into the reception hall. It is so pretty. I'm like, God. They hate Michael. I should not be laughing, but I'm like, why are you going to make him go to the reception hall for the wedding reception he's not going to have? Wow. Well, I guess she dropped a letter there. Oh, sorry. The producers dropped a letter in the reception hall for him to read. And in the letter, she apologizes. And she does return the gifts that he gave her. I think that was good on her part that she did, especially in after party when we find out what it is. I'm like, uh-huh, you better have returned those gifts. So that's really what it is. And hopefully this is the end of the chapter with humiliating Michael and making him relive his trauma for our entertainment. Um, Claire and Cameron are the last couple. Claire is getting ready for a wedding and she's overcome with emotion about her brother not being here. Um, Cameron is saying his parents and brother are back in New Zealand, but his cousin is here. Cameron is actually, they're both worrying about each other's families. I'm like, Cameron, your family isn't here for her to even know. And you're worried about what if her family's crazy or whatever it is that he said. And she's worrying about what if my family is too much for him and it's overwhelming. Um, her sister and I was a little annoyed with Kinetic or whoever was involved in this decision. Y'all had two weeks. I get that New Zealand is far, very, very, very far. Um, but someone should have figured out a way to get some family members there. I was just thinking that his family members didn't want to be there. I I just can't imagine that my son or whoever is getting married and I wouldn't come down. They knew he was in the process. So a last minute ticket from New Zealand to Denver. I can't even imagine what it costs, but Kinetic uh, should have paid for it. Production. I, I, I think if they wanted to be there, production will pay for it. I'm sorry. I just don't think, I just don't think they wanted to be there. Okay. Honestly. And you know what? We have no idea how close he is to his family, how involved yeah. his life. Ooh, I just, I was like, I hope this was a decision that was the way you described it. Cause if it was a buddy issue, mm, that's, that's not right. Yeah. Cause I mean, they get better TV if they're around and she gets to at least experience them for a while and they go back. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe they come to visit. Maybe when, by the time they have the family and friends stuff, they come down to visit. They have eight weeks. So, you know, there's more time to visit if they want to. Um, her sister and mom are giving her a talk and talking about the person. And her sister is very heavy on, we just want you to be with a successful person. And I'm just like, Claire did a scrub in the past, and they're just like, we're not doing that again. But she she said multiple times. So she tells her family, like, you guys, you're not going to judge. You have to be patient. Same way, like, they're going to be have to be patient with me. And I'm like, that's good advice. And she says that she just gets so scared, and they all start crying, and she's overcome with emotion again. And then we see that her sisters, they're all wearing plaid, which was also the gift that she gives to Cameron. She writes a note saying, like, it's their traditional Scottish clan threads from their heritage. 
And I think we see the first boo-boo because Cameron gives her a gift that's a stuffed kiwi. Yeah, because he's from New Zealand. I get it, but she doesn't know that. (laughs) That's a stuffed kiwi. And she's trying to be polite. Like, you know, look at other couples. Like, oh, he's talking about his ancestors. I'm right there. Oh, my God, this is the scent that I use. And you get a stuffed kiwi. No context. Their gift was not aligning. That was a very dumb gift. It was. It felt like, um, you guys, you're getting married. So you need to buy your future wife a gift. This is not the time for a gag gift or just get a real gift. I don't think I even mind that it was a stuffed kiwi, but I think he should have left like a hint in the letter, but not even hinting at all. He Even if it was saying like, this gift is a hint to something that's close to my heart or embedded in my heart, something, but not saying <laughs> that at all makes it look really stupid. So she asks again, what if he has no family? I'm like, why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> um, her sister um, comes on. So they're gathered again, right before she walks down the aisle. I thought that it was her and the other triplets, but this sister seems a little bit older than the rest of yes. So I think another sister, but she's going on about how she's not a fan of the process. You already know where I am, blah, blah, blah. Again, family. Why are you saying this now? <laughs> family in the future, if your family member is going to be on maps, wrong timing. Not when they're about to walk down the aisle. They've already made their decision. The best you could do is just support them and love them. Okay? Thank you. So... I do think it's cute that he wore the plaid as a pocket square. So he found a way to incorporate it. I loved the plaid. I loved the way the plaid went with the dresses, mm-hmm. the bridesmaids dresses. You guys, I love Outlander. I was just very happy to see some Scottish plaid, even though that's not the way they were back in Outlander. But I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful print. Yeah. So her, she asks her parents for advice right before they walk her down the aisle. And her parents just tell her, like, you know, be kind um, to each other. They say a lot of things, but I think they just closed out with be kind. And then they start making the walk. There's this little walkway they have to go from wherever they got ready into the building where they get married. And Claire is the only one who has some goddamn sense and walked with a coat. Everybody else was walking without a coat. And I heard that it was, like, in the 30s. And I'm like, kudos to them. I couldn't do that. It's too cold for me. And they end with the cliffhanger and we find out that we are not getting the final wedding in the second episode. And that's how the episode ends. So, Aid, who has your bouquet this week? My bouquet goes to Orion and Lauren. They just they just really hit it for me this week. They made me very hopeful. Everything was so meaningful. I, I just they they made my heart happy this week, and so they get my bouquet. Who gets your bouquet? Lauren and Orion, but since you already said them, I will say (laughs) Michael and Michael's friends. That whole scene of being there for him and all the words that they said, especially when Michael's friend was like, you know, you're taking it like a champ, and even if you don't know what you feel right now, we'll be upset for you. I don't know. That was just really sweet and really nice. Who has your ashes? Oh, that's tough. No one really pissed me off this week. Wow. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to go with the producers for just dragging out Michael's pain. 
<laughs> there was just a point where it was just a bit too much for me. Um, there was no reason. Anyway, I just, I felt like it was just, if there was a line, it should have stopped, I don't know, about five minutes short of what they actually showed. <laughs> Who has your bird ashes? Oh, Jane Doe. <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised you didn't say her, but yeah, Jane Doe. I was like, even if Aid says Jane Doe, I'm saying Jane Doe too, because it was just so unfair, so unfair. Like for everyone, really. Like not just Michael, the producers who work so hard, the experts who are so proud of themselves. You just embarrass everybody. <laughs> like no, the friends and family who are like, okay, we'll go to a, a wedding where you don't even know the person you're marrying, and you don't even have the good grace to like make this risk worth it for this man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. All right, guys, that's it for this week. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMaths. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys on social media. We're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support, for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any new episodes. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you're so inclined. And don't forget, the episode will be on schedule this week. You will see episode three later on in the week. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.